You're listening to the Grow Further Podcast, dedicated to helping you on your journey to get from where you are now to where you want to be. I'm Chris. And I'm Ellie. And we're your hosts. Grow further with us, starting now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Grow Further Podcast. Ellie, I've got to say, I haven't been feeling all that great lately. Oh, I'm sorry. I've been a little... I've been a little stressed, a little, I don't know. I just told you that it feels like my head has been under a rock a little bit. There's just been a lot going on at work. As a pharmacist, what would you prescribe for me? Oh, my goodness. I love this. So as a pharmacist, I would recommend that you find your joy prescription. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about, Chris. So no, I'm sorry that you're not feeling the greatest and you feel like your head is under a rock. I hope that Our conversation today will inspire you to really think about joy, what it is, why it's important, and remind yourself how to find it because that's what we're going to be doing today. And I love this topic so much because when I used to teach the United States military resilience, one of the things that I would actually have people in my class write this down, positive emotions undo the negative effect of negative emotion. Mm. And so joy... And other positive emotions like happiness. And even though we're focusing on joy today, I just wanted to like give some families of positive emotions. You have joy, you have happiness, you have elation. I just made that up. I don't know if that's actually an emotion. (laughs) Well, and I think that what's interesting is that gratitude would also be bundled into that um, that probably Yeah, all of those things are positive emotions and they're even productive emotions because we are hardwired, as we talk about very often as humans, to lean towards negative emotions so easily. It happens right. so it's quickly. It's natural, right? It is. It's a human experience that unifies us all. And when negative emotions dominate our minds, intentionally seeking joy is really, really beneficial for us. It's beneficial for our health, our relationships, our overall well-being. The thing is, though, because we're hardwired to lean into negative emotions so easily without even thinking about it automatically, Mm -hmm. joy is sometimes hard to find and it's hard to cultivate and it's hard to foster. How do you train your mind to to find joy, to seek gratitude? Because your mind isn't just going to do that for you. You have to put in an intentional practice. And Ellie, you were talking about the benefits of positive emotions like joy. And have you ever been in a heated conversation? with somebody and then something funny happened and it just like cuts the tension immediately. And you're like, Oh my God, I feel so much better. Has that ever happened to you? I feel like that happened to us last week. Even it was like heated, not between. Well, it was a little heated. (laughs) It was, it was an intense conversation and then something funny happened and it did. It cut the tension. It felt so much better. It did. It's like my mind opened up. Mm -hmm. I was hearing what you were saying. I was able to think and, and, and explore your side of the story even more openly. I mean, it just, when I think about the joy prescription, it really is something that you don't necessarily, you don't need a pharmacist to to prescribe. This is something that we need to put into practice for ourselves because let's be real, you know, life is hard and stressors are present at all times. And who knows what anybody else is going through, right? Like, We're on this podcast right now. There's a lot of stuff going on in our personal lives and in our professional lives. And so joy is a way to keep your eyes looking ahead and saying there is light at the end of the tunnel. And I know we did an episode on that. 
recently, right? That concept of light at the end of the tunnel, but it really is a gateway to optimism and knowing that things are going to be okay. And it can even help you in a moment of tension. Yeah. And just to double click on the benefits of joy, you know, it's so interesting because as a science nerd, as you and many of our listeners know, I am, I just think it's so amazing that our state of mind and the emotional state we're in can bring so many benefits yeah. to our lives, even yeah. to our health. So when you think about it, joy can actually strengthen your immune system. It can mm-hmm. decrease the release of the stress hormone cortisol, which right. definitely is released in times of fight or flight or times of intense emotion. It can improve pain. It helps alleviate depression. It can help you live longer. This is my favorite thing. So there was a study published a little while ago. I mean, it was about 10 years ago in 2011. There was a study published that found that older people that reported regularly experiencing joy had a 35% lower risk of death within Mm -hmm. the next five years than those who did not experience joy Mm -hmm. regularly. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, it's something that we often take for granted, our ability to feel this. Right. And those stats, it's like, yeah, I need to I need to make sure I'm being intentional about finding joy because, yeah, it can. It can help you not be sick as often, which is what cortisol does in our body. It can help us to live longer. And one thing that I'm curious about, Ellie, as we talked about the benefits. Right. And this is obviously yeah. how it can help you grow further. It can help mm-hmm. you grow further in your career, help you grow further in your relationships and your health can help you live longer. Maybe that's the name of this. This podcast could be called Live Longer Instead of Grow Further because all these topics can help (laughs) us do that, right? But what is the difference between gratitude and joy? You know, you brought up gratitude as a positive emotion earlier, but I am fascinated by the nuance between these two things. So for any other nerds out there, I'm asking this question for you and for me. So it's so interesting because you said that, and I thought I knew the difference, but to your point, it's so nuanced. I actually had Mm -hmm. to do the read search on this. And, you know, joy is defined by Brene Brown. So Brene Brown is a researcher around vulnerability and shame. For those of you who don't know her, she is very well known and we are fangirls. Um, Brene Brown defines joy as an intense feeling of deep spiritual connection, pleasure and appreciation. Joy isn't always tied to our personal values or tied to who we are as a person. However, gratitude, which is an emotion that reflects our deep appreciation for what we value, what brings meaning to our life, and what makes us feel connected to ourselves and others, is something that you have a personal relationship with and is based on things you value. So for an example, when I think about what I'm grateful for, I might be grateful for my son, Nico, because he made me smile and laugh today in a moment where I was just feeling a little bit down. Yeah. However, I can find joy in a flower that I see while I'm driving down the road, in a tree that's blossoming and blooming. And I'm trying to give projections of like blossoming and blooming because I'm staring at lots of snow right now. So just understand that. But, you know, I find joy in the sunshine. The sunshine is not tied to me personally, right? It's not necessarily something I value or that I'm personally connected to, but I can still experience joy as a result of it. The other difference, I think, Chris, is that joy is something that is a little bit more fleeting and it's a little bit shorter lasting while gratitude, gratitude has staying power. Gratitude makes way for future joy 
And joy actually makes way for gratitude. So they are interconnected. But the main way to look at the difference is that joy doesn't have to be tied to something that you personally appreciate, value, or hold near or dear. And is fleeting. And is fleeting. Exactly. And is fleeting. Like you can find joy in just, you know, looking at something and laughing and and you can just find joy in that. Or like you were saying, a a blooming flower or just something that doesn't have to be tied to your belt. That's fascinating. Yeah. Because that is true. Yeah, it is. It is. If you think about times when you've experienced gratitude and experienced joy. It's tied to personal connection, typically gratitude. My family, my health. That is fascinating. So you can find, is it true? You can find joy a little easier then? So you can have. you can find joy easier, but you have to be in the you have to be in the mindset. So what what Brene says is that gratitude makes way for joy for future experiences of joy, and joy makes way for gratitude. So oh, if you are cool. normally uh, practicing gratitude, then you are already in a light, an elevated state of mind, a more positive or productive state of mind, and it it allows you to see joy more clearly. It allows you to intentionally pick out those things that bring you joy. It keeps it top of mind. And then when you're experiencing joy more often, you are more likely to practice gratitude and to have deeper feelings of of gratitude for those things that you hold near and dear. Now, here's another interesting thing, because another way that joy and gratitude are actually linked is that both can be inherent and learned. So both can be a result of nature or nurture. We have, as human beings, some of us are hardwired to be able to experience more joy naturally or be able to exercise gratitude naturally, but we can also teach ourselves to do it. We can also train our brains to seek moments of joy and to practice gratitude more regularly, more often, and more naturally. Yeah. Like we can benefit from taking our brain to the gym, right? And one of the ways we can do that is through the, the joy gym. Oh, the joy gym. I love it. Yeah, I just came up with that. Yeah, somebody now is going to go start a joy gym. How much do you want to bet? (laughs) Oh, that would be cool. You just go to have fun, you know, and enjoy, literally enjoy. I mean, come on, it's it's writing itself right now. Well, you heard it here first, right? Heard it here first. Yeah, we expect all profits and we expect to be shareholders. Thanks. Royalties, please. Thanks, bye. Royalties, yes, that was it. That was it. Well, Chris, I think that one one thing that we should definitely cover, because we know what joy is, we know why it's important now, and we know how it's different than gratitude. And I love that the fact that joy can make way for gratitude and gratitude for joy. But how do people find joy? We said that it's something that's not natural necessarily for us to find. For most. For most we are we are all hardwired with a propensity to experience negative emotions a little bit more easily and naturally than positive emotions. So knowing that, how do we be intentional in the ways that we find our joy prescription? How do we go to the joy doctor? Well, I mean, I feel like I should be asking you as the pharmacist here, but you know, I don't mind starting and since we were playing around with the word joy, a joy journal. So anytime that you see something that brings you joy, if you just take a moment and write that down, who knows? I think it's similar to a gratitude exercise, you know, that you and I've talked about before where, you know, if you write down three things that you're grateful for each and every day, and if you don't write them, at least reflect on them with intention, your health gets better, depression reduces, your connections to people are going to grow stronger because you're going to start noticing them for what they do right versus what they do wrong. But little moments of joy, if we capture those not only in our memory, but on paper, I that can that. only elevate our positive emotion, which again, undoes the negative effect 
of negative emotion. So when we're really stressed or in a heightened state or just have been feeling down in the dumps, uh, pull out a, a joy journal and maybe just intentionally look for that. So that's one way. I have I think a little bit of an add-on to that joy journal, though. So cool. I'm going to share with you, I just recently finished a book that I absolutely loved. It's called What My Bones Know. And she actually talks about how how doing this practice made way for an entire healing journey for her. She experienced trauma uh, as a as a child. And the way that she was able to heal and be open to healing was through practicing uh, a joy journal with a twist. She wrote two lists every day and she just added to it like three to five things, three to five things that brought her joy, but then three to five things that she feels she did that brought joy to others. Wow. So we can not only, right? So we not only are intentional about finding joy ourselves, but about seizing moments to create joy for others. I thought that that was really special and it, it, I think it helps us on both sides of the coin with joy. I haven't thought about that, but I mean, if you do know what brings others joy and you create those opportunities to bring those to the forefront or even just highlight them, like I can only imagine that it sends the message to that other person, whether it be your partner or your kids or somebody that you work with, that I see you. Yeah. And I don't have to just do things that I enjoy. Like I'm willing to do some things that bring you joy too. I think that's awesome. It's yeah, an extra really exercise as well. You have to like communicate and learn and be open to sure. hearing what brings them joy. It's true. And aware and present. Yeah. One thing I do with my kids is on the car ride home from school, every time I pick them up, I ask them, what's one thing that made them smile today? So Ooh, like that we that. can talk about it. Because the next tip is prioritizing joy. And it's not only about talking about it more regularly and openly, but it's also about thinking of things that bring you joy and making time for them, scheduling time for them. And that seems mm -hmm. prescriptive sometimes, but listen, we all know that with a, a busy schedule and a million things to do, no matter what role you play, what hat you wear, we all have a lot on our plates. Let's just level set there, right? We all have a lot going yeah. on. We all have a lot on our plates. So we can't afford to not be prescriptive when it comes to making time and scheduling time for the things that bring us joy. I love that. It just made me think of going to the gym in the morning. And if I, and it's not going to the gym necessarily that brings me joy, let's be real. Like I'm, <laughs> that's hard getting up early sometimes, okay? But if I lift more weight or if I meet a goal, like there's some, there's some joy in that, but I, it's through the scheduling of it where I know that it's likely if I push myself, I'm going to experience joy when I go through this experience. Like I think that even within experiences that are calendared, you can look for moments within those experiences to find joy. So I love that. Calendar yeah. our joy. Try to do something each day that brings you joy. And making routines for it. So like yeah. some routines in our house that we have that bring us joy is, is dance parties. We schedule Same. dance parties. We even have a party light that we put on like a laser party light when we're doing our dance that. parties. Yeah, that just family board game night that brings us joy. So we make time and we actually schedule these things and have routines around them. So they're more likely to happen and we're more likely to infuse joy into yeah. our day to day. You know what I love about that and all the things you're doing what? with your kids, Ellie, is you're also what? training them to notice joy, joyful moments, right? Like that's something that we can, and research shows that yeah. if parents can model for their children and incorporate those routines of looking for the joyous times, reflecting on things that bring you joy, then you're more likely to see that. And so kudos to you. Your boys Thank are really you. lucky. 
Yeah. I, I Well, I love doing that for them because it was something that wasn't necessarily a focus when I was younger. And just knowing the positive impact that joy can have, yeah. I try to help them fill their joy prescription. You know, the last tip, Chris, um, so, so far we've had journal joy and prioritize joy. The last tip is reach for joy. So what does that mean? Well, it's it's taking a moment where you can reach for in any given, it's, let's say you're stressed, right? It's mm-hmm. looking for something maybe that you can see, that you can smell, that you can touch. Um, just creating a moment or a, a bringing an object into your space that when you see it, it reflects a memory or a thought of something that brings you joy. So it's something that you can reach for because you can actually tangibly hold it. Like, Ellie, I know one thing is that your boys painted a shell, right? Yep. Like they painted a shell for you and you keep that around you. I do. And that is your joy prescription that you can literally reach for and touch, which sometimes Mm -hmm. when you can see it, smell it, feel it in your hands, like that can evoke that emotion even more strongly than only relying upon your mind. That's how I see reaching for joy. Yeah. It's, it's, to me, it's making sure that you have something accessible that brings you a joy jolt. I've seen people personalize the background on their phone. So when they tap their phone, it's a picture that brings them. Yep, a I have a picture goal. of Mia and a picture of Ruby that I can flip between. Yep. I love Not that. a picture of myself. That would well, not bring me joy. That would bring, me. Maybe I should put one on my background of you because that would bring me joy. Especially Honestly, the picture I have of you definitely brings me it. joy. Yeah, I have my shell that Nico actually, you know, wrote his name and wrote a heart and he he did it like three years ago or four years ago. And I've had it on my desk because work is sometimes a place where I feel stressed. So I have that accessible and handy so that I can just reach for it at a moment's notice. Absolutely love that. And you know what? I think that we have given quite a few joy prescriptions and I think we should stop there. What do you say, pharmacist? I think so. No, I think so. I think we have a lot of meds on board to bring people joy. So, you know, in summation, joy is something that can be hard to find. But if you're intentional and you're adhering to your prescription, like it, then you're more likely to experience it, to notice it and to spread it. So the three tips that we'll leave you with journal joy, prioritize joy and reach for joy whenever you get a chance. I like it. I love it. I want want some more more of it. it. And if y'all want some more of Grow Further, hey, we've got other episodes for you. But between now and then, grow in your joy just a little bit further. Take care. We'll see you next time. Bye, y'all. This has been a CVS Health production. This episode was produced and edited by Jed Ackerman with digital support from Eva Charbonneau. Listen, follow, and let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Grow Further podcast. See you next time.